Welcome to A Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, a show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand some trends, know enough to start a conversation with a friend, or you just want to know what the hell someone is talking about, we are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and today I am joined by 20th century geek himself. It is Mr. Scott Weverly. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Um, I'm quite excited to talk about the things today. So it's, uh, yeah, imparting knowledge is, is you know, I'm, I'm here to, to impassion people. And that's that's what I'm excited to do. So oh, that's what we like. We like we like sharing our love with people. Yeah. Which sounds slightly wrong. Yeah, in the right way, you know, yeah. not inappropriate. Not, no. Not in a sort of, you know, yeah. No, we are very in a, consen- in a consensual way. Everyone exactly. being here. Yes, that's it. <laughs> we are consensual and above board here. That's right. Yes, it's already gone off the rails. Right. <laughs> Today <laughs> we are talking about a wonderful character which is very apt because we have just had a TV show about this mm. lovely character. It is Moon Knight. Now, yes. for those of you who have been listening for a long time, you will know that we did do a Superheroes for Dummies episode on Moon Knight. So I would say I know nothing. That's not entirely true. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anything at the time. I'm still, he's one of those characters. I haven't had a chance. I'm going to be honest. I haven't had a chance to read much of Moon Knight since then because we carried a lot of characters. Yes. Um, but yeah, a fascinating one, I think. Yeah, is a good way of putting it. He really is. He's, he's um, Moon Knight is one of those characters in Marvel that sort of like he dances on that sort of like C to B tier, um, you know, hero, and sort of mm. dances between those two. Um, he's never really made it to the top tier, and I don't think he ever will. But he sort of sits in that sort of like the next couple of tiers down where um, you can get away with more. You know I mean? He can have sort of quite unusual series. And often they'll have like a run that does really well. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, the interest peaks. And, you know, for a little while he's up. And, uh, he's, you know, um, we get, a, a, you know, some extra comics. I mean, at the moment, he's riding high at the moment, is old hmm. Mooney. Um, he's, he's, he's got his own run written uh, by uh, Jed McKay. Um, they've just had a four issue series. Um, uh, was it red, red, white, and red, white, and blood? Um, All right. You know they did with they did one with Wolverine. They did one for Electra. Yeah. Then had a Moon Knight. That was very good. Um, he's now appearing. He guest starred with Miss Marvel, um, and he's appeared in like he's sort of cameo cameoing in other comics again at the moment. Um, so yeah, we're getting quite a lot of Moon Knight at the moment. I think it's because of the TV show. I think. Mm. Uh, he sort of raised his profile a little bit. That's interesting. Do you think with all these appearances, they're trying to sort of, I don't know, see how he may do if they boost him up a little bit, try and bring him into one of the bigger names? Yeah, I do. I do think so. I think they're sort of, um, it's interesting because he, they've, over the over his career or over his sort of like publishing history, um, he, he sort of, everyone says, oh, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a loner. He does this or he's, whatever. But forgetting, like he was in West Coast Avengers, uh, he was in the main Avengers at one point in the nineties. Like he hand, literally handed his card back in, and he was in the Secret Avengers and stuff like. That. So it's not like he's um, unknown to mm. to be at that level. <clears throat> it's just um, yeah, he's always been like a bit of a side player. 
Um, but I think what, it seems today that Marvel uh, has really sort of carved out niches. You know, they've got that sort of, you've got your Avengers, your main sort of, you know, your main bunch, and that can sort of change a little bit. Then you've got your sort of, I don't say kids, but you've got your quirky thing, and they've got like young Avengers, all those mm. sorts of things, you know, Ms. Marvel and, and Mars Morales and all that sort of stuff. And then they've got these sort of like weird, darker heroes. Like, you know, they sort of put, I mean, Ghost Rider's back again this year and got a good run, but you have like, oh, right. they're doing Midnight Suns again. And, you know, they have these characters, and Moon Knight sort of fits into there where it's sort of like, oh, we can do some weird stuff, you know? Mm. <laughs> and it's sort of, that's the audience that we, we're going for. So we, have, we, haven't got to, we haven't got to sort of, you know, um, bother anybody else in these other pools. We can just sort of mess around over here. Um, and he sort of interacts with a lot of those. Um, or at least within that sort of area, which is which is always quite good fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's let's we write we wind. Apparently, I mm. can't speak anymore. Um. So, Moon Knight first appearance, apparently, all the way back in 1975, mm. Werewolf by Night issue 32, created yes. by I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Is it Doug Mensch? Munch? Yeah, Doug Munch, I think Munch. it's called. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and Don Perlin. Yes. So tell us, tell us about the wonders of Moon Knight and how he began. Well, yeah, he's got a checkered history. He's got a checkered origin, more importantly. So, yeah, he appeared in Werewolf by Night 32. Um, and in that, he is Mark Spector, um, uh, but he's not the Moon Knight we would now know. Hmm. So... He's he, he's a villain. He's a, he's a, he's an antagonist to uh, the wonderfully named Jack Russell. Is the is the werewolf by night? He's he's hired by a group of he's a mercenary that's hired by a group of people called the committee, uh, and they give him like werewolf fighting um, outfit right. regalia, which includes like you know silver knuckle dusters, and, um, and he, they give him this outfit. Like, and they, well, if you fight a werewolf, you know you might as well have a moon kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so they give him his costume, and he sort of he, they give him the name Moon Knight. Um, and even that in that comic in issue thirty two, like Mark Spector's like, well, this is ridiculous. This is a, <laughs> what a silly name this is. <clears throat> um, and so he, yeah, he's hired to to take on um, take down Jack Russell, and he does. He captures him and he brings him back to the committee. But then when it, when he realizes what the committee are going to do, um, he actually lets the were- werewolf out. And they fight with the committee, and he gets away. Uh, and and Moon Knight actually takes the money and runs, like literally, <laughs> sort of fights, nice. and then sort of like releases Jack Russell, and then runs off with the money. Um, and that was it. Like that was originally sort of the the intent. Uh, that was all. That was it. Was just a you know a sort of a a mini arc, two issues because it covers thirty two and thirty three. And that was originally the idea. Um, but Doug Munch actually said, you know. I've, in interviews later, he said, well, we sort of, we loved the design mm. and we sort of thought that there's something more to this character. Like there's, you know, he feels like there's, we should have more of it. Like he was accompanied, not just on his own. He was accompanied by Frenchie or, um, Jean-Paul Duchamp, who sort of like was his comrade, flew his helicopter for him. He's his pilot. Right. So they were like, well, they've got this sort of fleshed out idea, this partnership. Like, so who, you know, what else is it? And so Marvel allowed them to test the waters as it were. So the following year in Marvel uh, Spotlight, um, they redeem him and actually make him a hero. So they, they sort of you know keep the costume, and they have this story arc where he takes on Conquer Lord. Um, it's it's fine. It's all it's all well and good. It reads like a seventies comic. You know, it, it feels like that 
silver age, not quite bronze age kind of sort of, you know, comic where it's sort of like, mm. it's, it's, it's good. It's fine, but it still has that little bit of silly elements to it. Um, and again, so he, he seemed popular and it sort of, like, it seemed to do well. And so he started to pop up in different things. Like he, he, had, he had popped up in the Avengers, not the Avengers, sorry, the Defenders. Um, he did a sort of, um, a stint with uh, the thing, you know, they did the thing and, oh, yeah. um, and, and he it, it, it popped up in several other sort of comics. Um, and so that was it again. It was sort of like, he was starting to appear much like he doesn't know that he starts to appear. In things. <laughs> and, but he still didn't have like a definitive history. Like his history or his, his arc or his origin was still this. He was given his costume by the committee. Hmm. Um, and that sort of stuck for ages. Cause then he appeared in like, Doug Munch was finally, paired up with um, the artist that would really, truly define Moon Knight, uh, Bill Sinkovich. Okay. So Bill Sinkovich, better known probably for some of his later work, um, um, New, Mut- New Mutants, um, work on Electra and um, the, the, the Question. You know, he's done a series of things. Like, a fantastic artist. But this was his first, Moon Knight was his first um, Marvel gig. Right. Um, so he'd handed it literally, Blimey. yeah, no, so he he knew Neil Adams and he knew uh, uh, Denny O'Neill, sorry, he knew Denny O'Neill, who was obviously it was the editor of this this part of this part of Marvel, and was um, was editor of Hulk magazine, and so they wanted a character to have a backup for the for, for the for the comic, so it was going to be like a Hulk feature, then a backup story, right? And they said, and, and Doug sort of proposed uh, Moon Knight. And they said, fine, all right, here's this young up-and-coming artist who's we've seen some of his work. Literally, apparently, this is how it worked. Like he'd he'd been scouted and he turned up at the sort of the Marvel offices and they were like, You, you're free. <laughs> Go work on Moon Knight. And so th- th- this was literally Bill Sinkovich's first art like what wow. gig for uh, for Marvel. And so yeah, he and, and and Doug sort of wrote these backup pieces for uh, Hulk magazine, the cape was redesigned, and you get this more the more modern version of Moon Knight, um, looking very uh, sleek and very sort of. It's very. I love the art in this. It's sort of, you you can watch Bill Sinkovich's art grow and progress across his work on mm. Moon Knight. It's fantastic, uh, but it does well. It's darker, like uh, within the, in, within this thing. It's called uh, Countdown to Midnight. They collected all these backup stories and they called it Countdown to Midnight. Um, and they run from, I think, 70, 78, 79, I think this was in, 78, 79. Okay. Um, and, yeah, they, they have all this kind of thing. There's, there's ones with, like, there's a um, there's, there's a, <laughs> a two-issue part of it where um, he, he finds out his brother's, uh, uh, his, bro- his brother, um, Randall Spector, uh, has become a serial killer and he's killing nurses. And he ends up having to kill, spoiler, he ended up having to kill his brother. Um, Bloody hell. And all this, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing was, you, you were getting all these pieces, like friendship was getting fleshed out. You'd now introduced uh, his girlfriend. Um, uh, uh, you know, he had, he had all this money, so he was now, so you've introduced this other c- component as well within this uh, countdown to dark of his personas. Mm. So originally they were sort of like, so Mark Spector is the original. And let's, let's say he's the biological, the figure. He was the original sort of person with Moon Knight. And then over time, they introduce Stephen Grant, who is sort of like the, the persona that he uses to interact with the well-to-do, like the elites of New York and stuff. Right. Um, and he's like a stockbroker or a philanthropist, a bit of a Bruce Wayne kind of character. 
Hence, you get start to get some of the Batman comparisons. And then the other one was Jake Lockley, who's this sort of mustachioed um, taxi driver who sort of like you know gets his information on the streets and he's down there in the gutter to sort of follow his leads and all that kind of stuff. And so you get and then basically Mark Spector uses his skills as Moon Knight to 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 fight justice. And so it was it was a success. And so they gave Moon Knight uh, his own run in 1980. Uh, you get Moon Knight number one. I think it's June 1980. I mean, and, that, and, that, and that's where like, Doug Monch is like, right, cool. This is amazing. We've now got a proper run. This is brilliant. It's him and Bill Sinkovich. Um, and, but they're like, okay, well, the first thing we should do is really sort of address these origins because his origin makes no sense. <laughs> like, we've done all this stuff and now we sort of, it doesn't make any sense. So let's refine it. Let's really bring this back down to um, over the first six issues. Like, the first issue provides a definitive um a definitive origin so because what you in that sort of countdown to dark the other thing that has been introduced is khonshu mm. this is where i should probably explain things so khonshu is an egyptian god of the moon and it is now sort of like you find out that uh, moon knight or mark specter is the avatar mm. the priest of khonshu but you still don't really know why so in this in, in issue one um they explain so i shall explain so <laughs> I didn't realize this. They they started to bring in Konshu even before mm. they did the orange. That must have been very confusing. Yeah, it was all like alluded to and stuff. It's all there, but it's all very mixed up and very sort of like the ideas are all there. And it's, so it's when you get to issue one through six of that first run that they're like, right, we're going to give this definitive, but we're going to sort out, clean up his origin. And then we're going to start to sort of lay the groundwork and answer the questions that have sort of bu- <laughs> bubbled up over the last sort of like five years. Um, and so, yeah, so the origin they give me is that Mark Spector was a former um, soldier that turned mercenary. And then um, he was working with this guy called Raoul Bushman, who's like this sort of like, he's got a, he's a you know, big sort of black guy, got tattooed face, pointy teeth, you know, real sort of like, they have him as this like badass kind of like mercenary that, that Mark follows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they sort of, they uh, come across this, um, archaeological dig in the Sudan and they attack it thinking, you know, there's going to be gold and there's going to be artifacts that can be sold and all this other stuff. Uh, and Bushman tells them all to sort of mow down all these archaeologists and Spectre says, no, can't do that. So he turns on Bushman. There's a fight. Bushman wins and leaves Mark for dead in the desert. Like he doesn't, so he decides not to kill him just to leave him like majorly injured. Nice and he'll die in the desert. Yeah. In the, de- the desert will claim him. Uh, but he manages to sort of like pull himself into this temple and under the gaze of Konshu, he's revived and he gets up and he pulls this, this uh, like sheet down and it's, he basically says that sort of like, you know, Konshu has given me life and I am now the sort of the avatar of vengeance. And that's his origin, you know? Um, and so like, that's him get becoming Moon Knight. Moon Knight is now the avatar or the priest of uh, the, the Egyptian god Konshu. And then so they went, okay, we've done that. Now we've got to address these other things. Right, who's who's Frenchie? <laughs> well, Frenchie was his fellow mercenary. Brilliant. Who's Marlene that was his girlfriend that sort of has been around for time? Well, she was actually the daughter of one of the archaeologists that was killed. So, right. you know, they met through this kind of sort of like trauma. Um, and so they introduced all these, these elements. And then eventually, I think it's issue five, they address um, the committee and that whole, the whole werewolf by night 32. Okay. And they actually come round and say, like, well, I was already Moon Knight. Um, but 
you know, I was investigating, I wanted to investigate the committee because of their crime, criminal acts and all this other stuff. So they sort of twist it around to make it out that it was him investigating right. them and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Then that was that sort of like, so by issue sort of six, you have it all set up. You know, you've got Moon Knight with his personas, Mark, Stephen, and Jake. He's living with Marlene in this mansion, in the Grant mansion. And you've got Frenchie that f- flies the helicopters. And then that's it. And then they're off to have these adventures, really. And that's that's sort of how your first iteration of Moon Knight comes about. Wow. I mean, as far as confusing starts go, that's probably yeah. got to be one of the one of the worst. Yeah. I mean, how so confusing? Mm. How does it start to come together then? What what was it about Moon Knight that kind of spoke to you? Because I'm gonna guess it wasn't the randomness of everything. It must have come together in a nice <laughs> no. way. It was, it was, yeah, it is. It's it, it sort of, um, in many ways, it's it's a, it's a suitable origin origin story for me for Moon Knight. So, in 20, uh, 2005, um, there was a run um, on Moon Knight written by uh, Charlie Houston and drawn by Dave Finch. Um, and it's beautiful. It's, it's a great run. I mean, the first six issues is called The Bottom, and it's um, one of those definitive Moon Knight runs. Mm. Um, it basically sort of like, you know, Moon Knight has been out of the picture for a little bit from Marvel Comics, and so it goes back, and it has this idea of him being like a down and out. Like he's, um, you know, he's sort of like, all the injuries over the years have sort of like messed up his knees, he's addicted to painkillers, and you find out more and more stuff about it. And it's about him, this redemption of him pulling himself back to become Moon Knight. But it's like incredibly violent. It's really dark. It's really sort of messed up. So I was picking up these issues and going, this is good. I'm liking this. Um, and I picked up some of those. In 2004, 2005, was when I, was, I was getting back into comics. I think I'd been away for a few years, and I was getting back into comics. And um, I was in um, Whitby in the north um, on holiday, nice. and there was a second-hand bookshop, uh, and I just popped in, and in, in the corner was this big cardboard box. And in it, was it was like 10p a comic. Right? It was full of comics. It was 10p a comic. And I was just like, ooh. So I ran over. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, I want this, I want this, I want this. I spent like, like five pounds and all these comics coming out. Like, um, and like, there was some 2008Ds in there. There was like all these other stuff. I, I, bu- I bought some Nomad. I was like, oh, I'll try Nomad. That was a waste of time. Um, but I also picked up a bunch of Moon Knight comics. Uh, and so I picked up a bunch of the original series, the Doug Munch, Bill Sinkovich. Mm. And then I picked up, um, I remember sort of picking up his, his second was his, his third really, but the the big uh, his big run was one called Mark Spector Moon Knight, and that right. ran for sixty issues in the nineties. And I picked up like five or six of those, so I just picked them up. Going, oh, this is cool. I read, oh, I know Moon Knight. So I pick these up. Ten p ten p a comic can't go wrong. Yeah, result. Yeah, so I, I bought these comics, and that was it. Like I just had I think stack of them. And I was just working through this um, uh, this this stack of these these cheap comics I'd bought and I loved them and I really enjoyed them. I thought oh, the Moon Knight, I love the design, I love this this idea um that was coming through. And so as as even then I started to look for collected editions. I was like, okay, well, you know, where where can I get these? Mm. Whereas there must be like a collected edition, like a, a you know, they were doing like the essential collection. You remember the essential editions they did? Yeah. The essential collections yeah, vaguely, it was yeah. on like newspaper print and it was always black and white. Mm. So there was those, but they were really expensive because they were all out of print. Um, and so the only way to really read Moon Knight comics was to track down and, and find like Moon Knight comics. Well, 
Um, so that became sort of a bit of an obsession with me where I was like, right, I've got to get them all. I've got to get them all now. I want to read them all. So, <laughs> um, and I did. I now own every appearance of Moon Knight from, wow. from 75 onwards. Um, but yeah, it was it was just one of those. And now they're sort of releasing it. They've released sort of the epic collections or the complete collections, I think. You know, the Santa's released those. And they've got some omnibuses coming out, which look really nice. Um, so he, 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 you know, those those collected editions are starting to be released. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was me. That was me hooked just on those ones. I found it sort of like, you know, so it was the Charlie Houston run, Huston run that got me. And then, and then the comics I found in Whitby uh, that really sort of got me started. Brilliant. Yeah, because you, I mean, I think it's something that people don't, when people first describe Moon Knight, it's kind of on the surface, very, very strange. Yes. But as you sort of alluded to, there's all these different characters and there's a lot of look into psychology as well. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot been said about Moon Knight. I mean, how does that play out in the pages? I mean, there's a lot more there than just basic stuff. Well, one of the yeah, the, the big thing I think the thing you're alluding to is the is the sort of um, dissociative identity disorder yeah. that that Mark eventually is diagnosed with, and this came about as a bit of a not a mistake because so originally I had those personas I spoke about them. You have like Mark, and then you have Stephen Grant and and Jake Lockley, mm. and so within the sort of that first thirty um, eight issue run, there's at least two issues where. You know, it's alluded to that sort of Mark is is a bit, for want of a better phrase, crazy. Mm. You know, um, and he when he when he sort of moves from um, persona to persona, like Marlene, his girlfriend, likes uh, likes Stephen Grant, so she'll refer to him as Stephen. Mm. She likes that persona because he's rich, he's nice, he's clean, you know that sort of thing. And she doesn't like Mark because she associates Mark with her father's death. And she doesn't like Jake because Jake's rude. <laughs> right? but they're all the same guy. They're just personas. This isn't this isn't personalities at this point. They're just personas. But there um, there are um, moments where he'll be changing personality, and she'd be like, "Be careful, Stephen." And he'd be like, "You know, uh, quiet, doll. I'm Jake now." That sort of thing. You know, right. sort of into, alluding to it, and it, so it builds and builds until there's a bit of a. Um, she confronts him and basically says, like, "You can't keep doing this, switching and changing. It's not good for you. Like, you know, you're going to get lost in these personas, and that's sort of an issue: is him being lost in in these these personas." Um, but they sort of they got le- they get sort of left by the wayside in um, in both the follow, which is Fist of Conchu, and uh, Mark Spectre Moonlight. They don't really come up. Like they, they they sort of they are mentioned a couple of times, but it doesn't really come up. And it's not until, like, so at the end of the 60-issue run, spoilers, he, uh, Moon Knight dies again, sacrifices himself to, to save the day. Mm. Uh, but he is resurrected yet again and comes back for these two short runs. And then the, 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 the personas are brought back in that. Um, and then, and then sort of, as I said, that Charlie Houston run sort of plays with it. You know, Mark Spector is sort of killed off, but he's replaced by Jake Lockley. Um, but not, again, just sort of a persona. It's not really until... Um, you know, everyone says, oh, it's always been there. It's always been there. They've sort of been alluded at, but it's not really until, uh, I suppose it's not really until um, Warren Ellis in 2014 that really, they really lay on this thing of like, oh, he has dissociative identity disorder. Mm. Um, And actually that these three people are actually all alters, personal personalities inside this, this one host this one this one body um 
and so yeah so then it sort of plays out and sort of, you know it's been it's grown from there uh, until you get um they now they are now just there like they are it's accepted he has did mm-hmm. um and it, which is made worse by the fact that like Konshu is now an intimate is now gone from being possibly an Egyptian god to being an interdimensional deity that has sort of like given him brain damage, which has made his DID worse. Um, and yeah, it gets more and more complicated again. But um, so yeah, it's not straightforward. <laughs> no, blimey, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, for those people who are out there thinking that, you know, superhero comics are just about, you know, fighty, fighty, mm. punchy, punchy. This kind of goes a little bit beyond that. Oh yeah, I mean, there's one. There's one in particular. Uh, uh, I mean, Jeff Lemire is a fantastic writer, anyway, mm. uh, and and this is sort of like a. So he did a 14 issue run uh, in 2016 and 2017 with uh, Greg Smallwood, and the, the whole point of that this run is um, Mark, Jake, and Stephen sort of having to deal with their situation. Mm. You know, so they they have to sort of reconcile as personalities and then deal with the fact that they are sort of beholden to Konshu. And so it's got all this, it's got some, like, it goes crazy. Like they brought in, they bring in different artists to p- represent um, elements of the different characters. You've got like, um, uh, what's it, Stoko and uh, Franco, Francisco Francovia comes in to play like, to, so, you know, you'll have like some, a page that's sort of like Greg Smallwood and that's following Mark. And then the next one's Jake. And it's just, it's still a continuation, but it's mm. done by Francisco Francovia. So it's an amazing run, but it's real psychological stuff. Like it really is addressing, it gets into the roots of where his DID came from. It gets into the roots of like what the trauma was, or at least alludes to what the trauma was that caused this um, disassociation. And, and it goes into like his time in the army and how that made it worse. And mm. yeah, it's fascinating. So it's a great run. It's an amazing run. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, what I would usually say here is if you have any questions, send them in, but I think you're probably guaranteed to have some questions. So <laughs> for all the questions you have, <laughs> contact details for Scott are in the show notes. So you just to send them all to him, that, that'll make his day. Um, yeah. <laughs> essay level responses to everything. <laughs> so if there is sort of one I don't know, one run or one issue or one thing that people, you would say to people, seek this out, what, what would you say it would be? Um, Moon Knight breaks into, breaks it, uh, does break into uh, what we call vintage and, and modern. And mm. I think the Warren Ellis run, uh, 2014, sort of is the, is the defi- this differentiate. And unfortunately, I know that, you know, Warren Ellis is, is you know, we don't want to be giving him money, but if you can get that, that's the starting point. Warren Ellis and De- De- Declan Shelby's run, um, six issue run is a, is a turning point. Beyond that, I would say just get through the runs, sort of like go through. You've got um, um, all kinds of people coming in to do stuff. Like I said, there's Jeff Lemire, mm-hmm. um, most recently Jed McKay, and um, oh, what's his name? Um, I forget now, but yeah, there's some great stuff. But that's the, that's all. Go back, just go back. I mean, like I said, they've all been released now. They've got the epic collections or the, the complete mm. collections. Just go try some of them out. One of those Jump characters. In. It's good to evolve with. Yes. Oh were. yeah, definitely. The only the only run I would say avoid is is Brian Michael Bendis's run because that's cack. <laughs> and I should leave it at that. <laughs> well, there you go. 
there's a perfect message to end on. That run is CAC. But the rest, <laughs> definitely <Excellent>. seek out. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So, yes, if you are listening, if you have any more questions, please do. Contact details will be in the show notes for myself and for Scott. As you can tell, my answers will mostly be, I don't know, let me Google it or ask Scott. Um, <laughs> if you have any questions about any of the other characters or groups or anything mm. that Scott has mentioned, send them in as well. And then maybe we'll do an episode on them because there's um, some big names that have been uh, name dropped there. If, you're, if you want to know more, do send that in. Scott, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you oh, for thank joining you for having me. me. Um, yeah, check Scott out. All the details will be in the show notes. His wonderful podcast, 20th Century Geek, and Stories Out of Time and Space. Do check them out. And we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>